One of the things we're all wondering at the moment is what is going on with online schooling? Is this going to be a thing that's permanent? Is this going to be a thing that's only going to go on for a little while? Well, the answer to it is we don't know. Even the teachers don't know, but that's not what's important. What is important at the moment is making the most of it uh, while we have to do it. And with me is a primary school teacher and a high school teacher. Claire, my friend, she joins us and was who does our movie reviews on the show. He's with us as well. He's a high school teacher. G'day, guys. Hi. Very well, thank you. Now, Claire, you've got primary school. Uh, At the moment, you're teaching grade four. How does that look for you as a teacher trying to get lessons out to people online? Yeah, so we have to accommodate for the fact that not everybody has reasonable internet, access to computers. There might be more than one child in the family and maybe the older child has preference over the computer and things. I guess that we as teachers have sort of helped to accommodate for all of that. We've suggested that maybe, you know, we do some online stuff, but we've also had to print out hard copy packs and things just to prepare. We don't know how it's going to be put out to the to the students, but... Um, Um, We've just had to try and cover all bases, I guess. Whilst you're looking after high school at the moment, you've got a whole heap of seniors there that obviously are going to be finishing this year. What does that look like for those guys? Well, the seniors are having a huge impact this year. And you've got to remember, these seniors are going through year 12 now. They were our our first preppies. So these guys have Ah. had so many things along the way that Mm. they've been up against. They've they've really been swimming upstream the whole time. So the QCAA have been a little bit lenient, the curriculum authority, the Queensland Curriculum Authority. Mm. They've they've been really kind to the year 12s because they do know how much um, of a battle it's been. And so they've taken one whole assessment item off the seniors. So rather than doing three assessment items for the year and external exam, they're only having to do two now. So that'll alleviate a bit of the pressure, but yeah, the pressure's still on for them to do well. And and as teachers, we've got to make sure that they get across the line legitimately so that they can finish school, get their new QCE and uh, everything's all above board. Was when it comes to learning online, how are the kids going with focus? Well, that's the difficult thing. That's the unknown at this stage. Yeah. We as teachers don't really know how to teach online. We're, we're all learning and parents as well. It's yeah. new for them. It's new for everyone. So I think the important thing is not to get too stressed about it. Teachers have had a huge learning curve over the last few weeks. I'm sure, Claire, you, you've gone home and, and just uh, you know, flaked out on the couch like I have, <laughs> just trying to get Absolutely. your head around this. But um Parents are really taking on the role of teacher support rather than the teacher. So the teachers are providing all the work, but we're all in this together learning a new way to teach kids, basically. As parents, they can't expect to emulate exactly what a classroom looks like. Um, mm. There are a couple of days where I was looking after my friend's kids as well. She's a nurse. She had to go to work. She wasn't sure about sending her kids to school at one stage. I was able to look after them. I'm trying as a teacher to teach as I do in school, and it just didn't work. It's about setting up what's good for home. So cooking and baking and then, you know, all that measuring and fractions and, um, you know, doubling the batch and things like that and then writing about it, really mixing up real life experiences with a bit of skills and things, I guess, with writing and reading. You really can't do exactly what we do in school at home. It's just not reasonable. (laughs) Yeah, don't be afraid to think outside of the box and think of new ways of learning because although you'll have all those online resources that the teachers have worked so hard to get ready for 
the kids. Some kids, they just do better without having to do book work. And, you know, they, yeah. they str- maybe struggle, like Claire said, with, with fractions. So get them cooking. Because cooking, it might not seem like it, but it does cover the maths, like you said. It covers mm. English because they have to do step-by-step text. It covers, you know, things like history because you can tell them about the first time you learned to cook. Or yep. um, social science. It covers health. You, you can talk about nutrition. And you can even cover science and talk about molecular gastronomy if you really want to and at the end of the day everyone gets a great meal so everyone's happy <laughs> as long as there's not too much Heston Blumenthal going on in your house and <laughs> kids blowing things up <laughs> now was you teachers have been working very hard lately you were saying at school in the last couple of weeks uh, you've never seen people work harder to try and get stuff up and running that's right my girls made note last week that I was coming home this, for the first time in my teaching career coming home and just falling asleep on the couch in the afternoon because there's so much to get your head around because this is totally new to us. It is uh, a steep learning curve. Claire, I was wondering how you guys were going at primary school. Are you more equipped to do online learning? Yeah, so as I mentioned before, we um, had a survey and, you know, just to get in touch with parents and what they actually have with the capabilities at home, with the internet, with availability of tablets or laptops and things like that. And we got a really mixed response that, yeah, if they have a good internet speed, that's fine, but it might be that they only have one laptop and they've got three children, you know, and the high school students might get the priority. So we had to really mix it up in providing documentation together that we can email email out in zip files and things like that. We've learnt about Skype for Business and all that so we can be in touch with our colleagues but also just printing out lots and lots of packs to support the people who can't access that email, can't access the desktop to do it digitally. It's going back to that old school hard copy but also giving them the opportunity that there's this link, you can go on YouTube and look at this thing or you can go to this site and look at this and so yeah we've really had to cater all bases and we just don't know and that's what's made it tricky we've just had to predict somehow what's it going to look like and that's the thing Maka. there's so many unknowns absolutely one of the unknowns is the psychological impact on kids now mm. how do you talk to kids about this obviously it's going to differ from the preppies through to year seven but do you have an approach that you talk to parents about we have always had that dialogue with the older ones about coronavirus. I think they know more about the situation than teachers sometimes because they're all across it talking to their friends. They're on social media. And I think that's another thing to to remember that in these times of self-isolation that teenagers need to be encouraged and and younger kids need to be encouraged to um, continue using social media to bond with their friends and their peers because they're not going to have that contact like they do at school. So take regular breaks from their homeschooling and make sure that they do share those bigger worries with you as a parent, but that they've also got that contact with the kids. I know that for primary school age kids, they might miss their company. And as Claire said, that um, everyone's learning about Zoom or FaceTime or Skype for business. And um, so schedule in a few play dates in there and make sure that they keep that connection with their friends. That's a a big part of schooling. It's a a big part, including learning the times tables and things like that. But remember, if kids are talking to one another or they hear misinformation about COVID-19 from their friends, just maybe use this time to remind them to check online reputable sources. So get them to Mm. think savvy and critically and, and take them to some of the Australian government websites so that they can find out these information and facts for themselves. Let them, let them learn or give them that, the idea that they're, they're learning this stuff on their own as well.
And I must admit, from um, the younger years perspective, there are a lot of child-friendly books that have been published now online. I have gone online and I'm part of a a few different groups, um, social isolation, education support and things like that. And a lot of people, parents themselves, they share resources that they come across online. And I've come across quite a few kid-friendly storybooks as such, which explains coronavirus to them in a really kid-friendly way. So that would be helpful as well. Was before you go, have you got anything you'd like to add? Maka, just get in there and create a routine with them early. Some kids might be very anxious about the idea of having to do homeschooling. So what you want to do is try and provide them with that sense of normality. Make it a normal thing as early as you can. So if you plan early on, like a, a just a rough daily routine with a few different activities like schoolwork and exercise, don't forget the exercise chores around the house. I'll be getting mine to do a fair bit of vacuuming and washing up and stuff like that. But be creative and let them have a bit of free play along the way because it's not just all about the learning. They've got to have their little time out as well because teachers do provide that to kids during the day. They give them time out. But it's important to negotiate those routines with the kids so that they have a bit of ownership about that as well. All the kids, the, the High school kids might not need as much because they're already self-directed with their learning and they're managing their own time. So maybe parents just need to give them a little nudge every now and then. But if you create a routine with the younger ones, you're going to um, make it easier for yourself because you'll let them know when you've got your teacher hat on and and when it comes off again. And Claire, for you? Yeah, it was summed it up beautifully, but just... Parents, don't be too hard on yourself. It's not about replicating what we do in school at home. It's schooling from home. So that will look completely different. I think they need to take the parent approach to it. And if they don't get it all covered, don't stress. I, myself as a teacher, if kids came back in year four, memorising their timetables and knowing them back to front, I would be so happy. I would be doing backflips. <laughs> because that is a skill that gets missed along the way and is so important. So just the basics, you know, and read to your children. You know, conversation and things like that helps their vocab and just relating to things. And, you know, it's not so much sit down with a pencil and paper and write. You can do so much learning related to real life. Just have fun while you're doing it. You might surprise yourself and realise, well, this actually isn't too bad. So... Go on, go on a few virtual excursions. I'm taking my yeah. youngest to um, uh, Central Park Zoo. We're going to go and check that out as a virtual excursion. So there's plenty of fun ways to engage with them. Yeah, and stop day drinking and teaching people, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. No worries. Thanks,